This episode is brought to you by ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels is a tool we use here at Boss Free Society. You can easily create opt-in and lead capture pages, sales order pages, webinar pages, auto webinars, and membership sites. You can get a two-week free trial by going to bossfreesociety.com forward slash click and special for our boss free ballers when you sign up to get your free trial we will send you a complete sales funnel built by russell brunson shut the front door tim yes it's true patty it is true and again you can find that at bossfreesociety.com forward slash click Hey there, Boss Reballers. Patty Dominguez here with Tim Wambach, and we're really excited to be here on this episode 50, the epic episode 50 with Rob Kosberg, how a book can change your business. That is the topic for today. You're going to learn a lot about reinvention, tenacity, perseverance, what he has done to build a seven-figure business, not just one. He's done it a few times now. And then he's going to talk about how a book can change your business with some really killer tips by industry. If you've ever thought about writing a book, he's going to give you some great perspective and ideas of how this could potentially change your business as well. Let us know what you think at Boss Free Society on Twitter. We're also playing around with Periscope. We're on there at Boss Free Society and on Facebook, Boss Free Society is our fan page. So we think we always appreciate the feedback. Hit that subscribe button because that's what makes you a Boss Reballer. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Back in the studio, we have another amazing guest. I can't wait to bring him to our guests. Not only is he a man of purpose, but he's a man of style. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> we are wit- exactly. We're witnessing style in effect. So if you get head over to YouTube when we get this on there, because you will be impressed. He has range. And I'm going to tell you something. Range is important. As a matter of fact, right. we should do a show about range because it is a quality where you can talk to the guy that's sitting around on the park bench or the CEOs in the boardroom, and that's range, and that's a very powerful attribute. So oh, this man here has it. Tim, take it away and impress our Boss Free Ballers with who we have on the air. Yes, Boss Free Ballers, we have Rob Kosberg. He is a number one best-selling author, founder of www bestselling publishing bestsellerpublishing.org and has been featured on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox and the Wall Street Journal. Rob has spoken to and taught thousands. Yes, you heard that right. Thousands of entrepreneurs, coaches and consultants how to stop hunting for clients and instead position themselves as the hunted. Through his trademarked publish promote profit program, Rob helps his clients to create their own professional best-selling book guaranteed, and then teaches them how to use that book to grow their income via speaking engagements, free publicity, and lead generation strategies. Rob used his own book selling book, 
his best-selling book, excuse me, and these strategies to build his last company to over $1 million in income in less than 15 months. Rob is passionate about helping small businesses reach their target audience via cutting-edge marketing. The Boss Free Society podcast welcomes Rob Kosberg. What what an introduction. It's almost like I had something to do with that. Yes. And he's like, he's like, I want to thank the Academy (laughs) and and pour some sugar on me. Right. That's exactly right. We we should, we should explain that the pour some sugar me reference is to, for those of you listening that can't see, Rob is wearing a Def Leppard t-shirt as we're interviewing you. I forgot it was going to be on video. So, you know, no, no suit and tie, just Def Leppard. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. That's really all you need. That's Rocket, right. baby. <laughs> so, Rob, tell us, who is your kind of core audience, the kind of clients that you best serve, just to kind of give everyone a perspective on that? Yeah, good, good question. Um, entrepreneurs. So people in the expert industry, it could be brick and mortar businesses like, like attorneys, uh, dentists, you know, financial advisors, et cetera, or it could be coaches, consultants, and speakers. Uh, th- those are the folks that, you know, need a book. And can use that book to explode their business. Excellent. So before we get into the nitty gritty of how writing a book and how you take people through your process of publish, promote, and profit, how did you get in this? How did you become the go-to guy for this particular space? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what do you want? Do you want the the clean, generic answer, or do you want the down and dirty, greasy? I want the down and dirty. <laughs> yeah, down and dirty. Is down all and the dirty. Def Leppard version. The Def Leppard version. <laughs> In the early, t- I, I was involved in real estate, you know, since I was 18 years old, and I, and I just turned 50 in December, so for a long time. And um, I owned a couple of pretty successful real estate companies in the early 2000s. We were doing about 100 million a year in real estate, selling, closing, funding real estate, and even doing title insurance. And those businesses earned me, you know, two and a half, three million dollars a year in income. Well, you know what happened, uh, right? I, I was in Florida. We were primarily working in like the luxury real estate market, and luxury in Florida is like above six, seven hundred thousand and up. And that market like disintegrated. I mean, Florida real estate in in our area, which was Palm Beach, Wellington, Florida, dropped fifty to sixty percent in value, which was crazy. I mean, just nuts. And uh, that market froze up entirely. So, two thousand six, we're cranking a hundred million in sales by. You know, January, February 2008, I closed my business, closed the doors. And, uh, you know, that sucked, right? (laughs) We've heard that story before, Rob. (laughs) And so, you know, there I was, looking at my wounds. I did not want to try to reinvent myself in real estate. I was tired of it. Looking back now, it was a blessing. I mean, a massive blessing in disguise because I, I didn't really love real estate. I just loved the money and the freedom and, you know, the, the kind of the lifestyle. So I was in a, a marketing mastermind and it was recommended to me asking, how do I reinvent myself in this brand new niche uh, that I wanted to enter? And they recommended I write a book. And I was like, OK, uh, think about who's written a book. Think about, you know, the top people in any industry, right, whether it's coaching like Tony Robbins or sales like Zig Ziglar or financial advice like Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman. I mean, every, every one of those top tier people have a book and a best-selling book, and they've used it very successfully to kind of position themselves. So I thought, makes sense. I'll do that. And um, made every mistake imaginable. 
right? Wasted money like crazy. Uh, but finished my book, uh, launched the book. It, it became successful. It actually got me on radio, started out small, and then I started doing four hours of live radio a week. That business went, you know, during the height of the financial crisis, it went to a million and then multi-millions a year, all from my book. I was very encouraged, <laughs> a little blown away. Yeah. And uh, people started coming to me uh, in 2011 and asking me if I could help them in that. Uh, little by little, I started helping them to avoid the mistakes that I had made. And uh, I loved it so much, more than what I was doing, that I sold my previous company, a financial company. Started in 2011 doing this entirely. So, you know, that's kind of the down and dirty version. I mean, it was all ugly and failure and... But the book was, you know, my pathway to success. So it's so cool because you reinvented yourself, real estate to financial company into what yeah. you're doing now. Right. So it's totally. just, it's so fascinating. And I guess a call to action to everybody to say, you don't have to stick with that one entrepreneurial no. venture that you start out with, right? Because we all kind of find our way as totally. we're going through the process. I know that um, I've lived through that and I went through a lot of self-doubt because of it. Like, wait a yeah. minute, am I meant for entrepreneurship? But the reality is it's that one course or it's that one vehicle, if you will, that you were on was not the right fit. So I think that's right. a powerful kind of story of how you found that right fit for you. That's yeah. something you're passionate about. Would you say that then a lot of your skills that you used in your real estate business and then your financial business have transferred over to what you're doing now? Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm a marketing person and I love marketing. I love, you know, helping people to position themselves. I Real estate was like, and so was financial services to some extent, was like, they were like golden handcuffs. You know, it was like, like so many entrepreneurs do, I chase the money mm -hmm. and, and the money was great. But, you know, then I found myself like with this big staff of people and I would have never, I don't, I can't imagine ever having gotten out of it if it didn't collapse on top of me because of, of the, the real estate collapse. So, but now I found myself doing something that I totally love. And obviously I had to develop some, some new skills, uh, and, you know, do some things differently. But the reality is, yes, they, they transferred really, really nicely into what I do now. That's awesome. Now, in all this, in all these journeys that you've taken, in your opinion, what's been the hardest thing about being an entrepreneur? Yeah, wow, the hardest thing. Probably the hardest thing is when you don't when you don't know where to go. The this might sound a little funky, but the loneliness of it, and that's not probably the best word, but it's like wow, you know, like I'm the guy. I've got to make the decisions. I've got to, you know, I've got to make it rain. I've got to you know, get the clients, right? Uh, I've got to do all those things. And um, without having like the right connections and groups that I'm now a part of and the support that I have, it, it can be kind of like, wow, what do I do? I mean, I've gotten to this level and this is really cool, but I really want to go to here and I don't quite know the skills or how to get there. So that that's probably the hardest part, figuring that path out. So in figuring that path, would you agree that it has really been, or I should say the solution has been finding the right types of, whether it's mastermind groups or coaching? Yeah, 100%. I mean, no question about it. I, I spend an enormous amount of money and time in coaching groups. I'm a, I'm a part of two really elite groups that I spend over, just on those groups, I spend over $60,000 a year to be a part of those groups, not including travel and all the other things and time away. 
and and it's 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 worth worth its weight in gold to me. I mean, it it it's a massive improvement in my life and in my business and all those things. So it's it's significant. It's very very helpful. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's I think the thing that people look at it that haven't necessarily invested in these types of groups in the past and while maybe a $60,000 uh expense, right, or investment I should say, and something like that may not be for you. The net net is that finding that right group and I sure. think escalating up to that level, right? You baby step into yeah. that and finding the right to, because the more you know the more you want to know or the more you right. want to learn. And it's just like you're constantly elevating your game is what I found. So the cool thing about that is that just like you said, I want to make sure that we're pinpointing that it doesn't only impact your business. So the return on investment is definitely there if you apply the learnings, but it has a greater impact on your life, which I think is so amazing. So I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree because one of the groups I'm a part of, lifestyle is a key focus. So, you know, it's not just about getting more clients. It's also about positioning your business so that it is scalable and that you can do the things that you want to do. I mean, I've been married for 26 years. I have three kids. I love my life. I love the traveling that I do. I love spending time with my family. And so, you know, what, what good is, is having the money and the resources if those other parts of your life are failing? And so one of the groups that I'm specifically that I position myself in is a group that makes that a real emphasis uh, within the whole part of, of business and business growth. So yeah, it's, it's the whole lifestyle piece. Brilliant. Now, what, what do you do to keep your, like your head in the game or, you know, what's that thing uh, to help you get in the zone? Cause I know a lot of times with entrepreneurs, that's really key. Getting in that zone is, is uh, necessary. Yeah. Well, I have my own habits that I think help me. Uh, as well as the accountability from the different groups and and such. So as far as my own habits go, you know, my morning routine is, you know, pretty sacred and pretty important because it helps me to get focused for the day and not just waste my time on social media, which I love, Uh, (laughs) right? Uh, And I also spend a great deal on social media because a lot of our marketing is through Facebook and LinkedIn and whatnot. So it's very easy for me to waste my time on that, it, because I'm working when I'm not really, ooh, that's a, like, I froze there in a goofy face. <laughs> so, yeah, so my morning routine is important as far as, like, setting my goals for the day and having my projects that I'm going to do. And then accountability is really key. I mean, I don't know at what age that you grow out of it. I don't think you do. I think at, at, at any age, you have to have people in your life that will help to spur you on towards your goals. So those two things for me are invaluable. Excellent. So now let's transition to your business. Can you take us through a little bit of a snapshot in terms of the methodology that you promote um, on your site or the process that you take your clients through, publish, promote, and profit? Yeah. I mean, maybe a basic overview is in traditional publishing, the book is like the end of the journey for a client, right? They, they take years to get this book done, and they get it published. And the, in traditional publishing, the journey is over for the publisher. For us, it's the exact opposite. The journey begins for our clients at the point of publishing the book. Pieces need to be put into place for that. One piece is the book needs to be done. And a lot of people struggle with that. Um, a survey was done in the New York Times not long ago 
that 81% of all Americans want to write a book, but like less than half a percent ever do. So, you know, we help our authors to overcome those roadblocks and actually do it for them through our hybrid ghostwriting program. So that's the, the published piece. And I can give you more detail, but it's probably not that necessary. And then, again, once the book is done, then the journey begins. Um, for, for my clients, the book needs traction. Uh, the average book in, in, um, in publishing sells 200 copies in its lifetime. Mm. And 80% of those are to the author themselves to give away. <laughs> so it's like, in other words, you spend years putting a book together and thinking about it, and it's your baby. And then for the average author, nothing happens. It's totally depressing. So for my clients, we make sure that that's not the case. We do a big marketing launch to ensure that the book becomes a bestseller and gets traction. And then the last phase for us, which is kind of where the rubber meets the road, the most important piece, is the profit piece. And that's now using the book to become the hunted instead of the hunter, you know, having people track you down, uh, which is beautiful for positioning. Also to get our clients on TV, to get them on the radio, podcasts, blogs, and so that they can get speaking engagements. And now a book is something they can use for the next 10 or 20 years. They can use one book for the next, for the rest of their career if they want to get everything they want. Think about like, um, John Gray, if you've heard of him, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. He's made hundreds of millions of dollars on a book he wrote 35, 40 years ago. That's a great Uh, example. Yeah, I mean, you you can just continue uh, building your legacy even with just one great book. That's the idea. now, for people that come to you, can they come to you if they already have a book, or do you, mm-hmm. or do you, would you rather have them come to you to help put the book together? How does that work exactly? Yeah, great question. Um, really, either way, uh, the only question we're, we're happy to work with their current book uh, and then launch it, make it a bestseller. We'll spruce it up if it needs a new cover, titling, all those kinds of things. Launch it and then use that for the the profit piece. The big question, though is did the author write the correct book? Because, uh, you know, I was just at a speaking engagement um, last Thursday to a pretty high-level mastermind group, and, um, you know, one of, the, one of the ladies raised her hands and said, you know, I wrote this book, and this book has been helping me to get on radio, TV, etc., and the book is titled this, and, but I do this thing, and it's, it's really different than what my book is. And I said, well, are you attracting to you the kind of customers that you really want to serve? If you're not with that book, then you've probably written the wrong book. And unfortunately, you're going to have to you know, make sure that the end result you want to achieve, you've set up yourself correctly with the right book, and that is a foundation. So that's the only caveat. If, if it's the correct book serving the correct client for them, then great. We'll, we'll roll with it. That's awesome. So then t- talk to us about or offer us an example, perhaps a really extreme one as opposed to just like a regular author. I, I'm thinking of a coach or something like that. A lot of those people have books out there. How about a great example of a person that you wouldn't think would write a book and what that's meant because they've gone through your program with the successes they've had? Yeah, I, I have some crazy examples. <laughs> okay, we're <laughs> so, ready. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not promising this is going to happen to everybody, but, you know, we had a client come to us about 15 months ago. He's an environmental scientist, kind of boring, but he's in a cool space, renewable energy, and he does consulting for 
school districts, municipalities, et cetera. Completely unknown in his industry, never spoken to more than, you know, 50 or 100 people. Um, we did a book for him about 15 months ago. I mean, it took takes five, six months for us to do all that. Um, called Renew and Sustain, which is the name of his company, so branded really nicely, and it was a, a great fit, obviously. We launched the book, made the book a bestseller, started getting him real traction. We have in my office here a director of publicity that works directly with our clients to book them for radio, television, et cetera. We booked them all over the country, you know, booked them on national radio, got a massive blog exposure. Epic Times gets 8 million hits a, a month. Um, TV, you know, from Washington, D.C. all the way to California, and he was willing to travel. And what he, what he really wanted was big speaking engagements. So through all of that, I mean, that's, you know, the book is the foundation, and then radio, television, all that other stuff. In a period of about 13, 14 months, um, we contacted the biggest uh, conference in his space called Green, the Green Festivals, and they have on average 20,000 people in attendance, Wow. And we booked him as the keynote speaker for not just one, but all four of their festivals around the country. He's going to speak to close to 100,000 people in these four events. And he's gone from a complete unknown in 15 months to a household name in his industry in that period of time. So, you know, this is an environmental scientist, not Zig Ziglar, you know, I mean, not Tony Robbins, but... It doesn't matter. In his space, there's a hunger for experts and there's a hunger for the right speakers. So, I mean, that's an example of somebody going from nothing to speaking to 100,000 people in a year. Crazy, crazy cool. Your your firm handles that whole process of finding those gigs. We did everything from start to finish for him. So yep. completely turnkey. Everything. Yeah. All, all, all he did was help us create the content. He's the expert on environmental science, not us. So he's got to create the content with our ghostwriting team. And from start to finish, A through Z, we did everything. We booked him on radio. We booked him on TV. We booked him for the blogs. We booked him for the speaking engagements. You know, we did it all. That's excellent. So then talk to us about in the case of, let's say there's a listener, they're hearing this podcast right now saying, you know what, I think I have an idea, but I don't necessarily know that it would warrant a book, or I don't yeah. know that I have the chops to write a book. What would you tell them? Well, two different questions. So to, I'll answer the second question first, as far as the chops to write a book. I don't have the chops to write a book, <laughs> <laughs> but I did. You know, I mean, I'm I have a bachelor's degree in political science. I mean, that and $3 will buy me a cup of coffee at Starbucks, or I could be a history <laughs> teacher, right? right. But, but I've used my experiences and knowledge and help from others to make millions of dollars from my book. So anybody can do it. You don't need to start thinking about whether or not you are a writer. You, you don't need to be Ernest Hemingway to write a great book. So that's the, the second part of the question. The first part, as far as an idea or a great topic for a book, that's easily answered based on what you do. So do you serve a community of people that will pay you a good amount of money for your knowledge? If, you don't, if you're not a coach or a consultant or an attorney or a dentist and you don't have a job, then you know maybe writing a book is probably not the, the thing for you to do. But if your average client value is a thousand bucks or two thousand dollars and you have something to sell them, you can help them with consulting or you can serve them or, or in some way, or you are a brick and mortar business owner and, and you have you know a way to help them, 
then you should write a book. Absolutely. If you're selling T-shirts and, you know, no, uh, you know, because the average client value is a buck or two bucks or three bucks, right? But if your average client value is a little higher than that, you have an expertise, then a book will take you to the next level. You just have to look up and see who are at that next level in my industry. And if there are people at that level, then you can be there too. Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely. Definitely. It totally Definitely. makes sense. So what would you say, this is a question we like to ask our entrepreneurs, kind of taking it in a little different direction here. What's the ballsiest move you ever made as an entrepreneur? Oh, wow. I mean, it, you know, it seems like on an ongoing basics, basis I'm doing <laughs> stuff like that. My wife is like, it's like a roller coaster with you. <laughs> you know, it just, you know, hopefully that means it's fun. Obviously, I think closing my business and and quitting that industry that I had known for so many years and just saying, you know, enough is enough and going into something that I didn't know uh, was a massive decision. And then doing that a second time, I, I didn't explain the whole story, but when I started bestseller publishing and I started focusing on, on this, my financial services company was going great. It was earning millions of dollars a year. And I just saw myself going down a similar path as in real estate. And I, I'm now older, right, and a little bit more mature. So this is in Florida. So literally, I made a decision with my family, and I up and left. I, I moved from Florida to California. I told my business partner, I said, you can buy me out. We can keep being partners, but I'm moving. I'm leaving for California. And that was kind of nuts. I mean, here I am, finally rebuilt this successful business, and I just walk, in one sense, walk away from it to do something that I was much more passionate about. That's probably the nuttiest thing, because yeah. people were like, you're crazy. You're... But man, it was such a great decision. So happy I did it. That's awesome. That is pretty ballsy, yeah. especially going from one side of the country to the other. I know. Like just drawing the line in the sand and doing it yeah. with certainty, and it's paid off huge. You're like, <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> well, what, what, what would you say is something that you learned from that experience? Because obviously you kind of had to start anew in the West Coast as opposed to the East Coast, south, Southeast. You know, what was some of the, the, the things that you learned? I would say the number one thing is, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, is if you can start in your business from where your where your passion is and it's not this thing about follow your passion and the money will follow sometimes it doesn't follow so you know i'm not just this pie in the sky but but if you can find a way to serve a community and it's something that you're really passionate about and there is a market for your thing and your expertise then whatever you can do to move away from what you're currently doing and move towards that the faster the better because you know right now i i love what i do i don't feel like i work uh, i feel like this is just it's so much fun i love the people i work with from from former us ambassadors to corporate ceos fortune 500 ceos to just you know brick and mortar you know guys that have accounting firms or you know coaches and i just love it i love it i love it and i didn't feel that way before so if you can if you can start there with what you love and it fits into serving that community and, and has a, has a nice customer value to it, man, find a way to run towards that. Does that, does that answer the question? Is that? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Rob. So as we're transitioning out, we have some fun questions for you. If okay. you, if your life were a song, what would the title be? <laughs> I think it's very appropriate because of your t-shirt. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, I don't know that I'm really good uh, at remembering song titles. Um, you know, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a southern rock. I, I you know, I, I'll say, uh, how about Freebird? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that actually sense. perfect. <laughs> that's probably you know, that's probably a good title for me right. of any of them. What's a, what's a book that our audience should read that? they've never heard of. So not like thinking girl rich or how to win friends and influence people, but yeah, yeah, a yeah. book that they, um, that they need to read that they don't know about. I'm a big Malcolm Gladwell fan. So, and these books are pretty popular. So I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if they've not heard of it, but I would say just about anything that he's written, but specifically I would say blink, uh, or the tipping point or awesome Malcolm Gladwell books that, you know, are great for, for entrepreneurs, uh, to, to read and kind of engage with. So is that a, that's not exactly obscure, but is that, it's that certainly works. not. That works. Yeah. That, well, that's, yeah. It's not, not the classics as you know, we always hear. So I'm going to end with the, the last question. What sage advice can you offer our boss free society listeners? Something that they can do in the next 24 to 48 hours so that they can move their business forward. Ooh, okay. So they can move their business forward. Are we consider? I, I want to. I can answer that two ways. Are we considering that they're already in the right business, doing the thing that they love, that's growing, or are they scratching their heads, going, "What do I do?" It could be an either one. I would say, you know, I I do this exercise, and and I I did this exercise that really helped me, I think, crystallize what I'm doing now, and it's finding, you know, I I do it using a like a little, I'll just do a little drawing here. How about that? Since we're on video, but basically it's something like this. If you can see that, well, it's three circles and of course, you know, where the, the circles intersect is the sweet spot. And the idea is that one circle has to do with your passion and desire, the thing that you love. One circle has to do with your skill set and your ability. And then the last circle has to do with the market desire or acceptance of this thing. And if you can find the sweet spot of what you, what you love, what you're good at, and what the market desires, this sweet spot right there, then you'll find something within your business currently or within a brand new business that you will love, get paid a lot of money for, and get people patting you on the back like, you're really good at this. You should do more of it, you know, and that's a lot of fun too. <laughs> that's an awesome answer. It's a brilliant answer because that's exactly it. It's those three components of yep. who you're serving. And further to the point that we made before, if you're doing that or if you go through that exercise and recognize, hey, I'm missing one of those, there's a good chance that right. you're probably not going to be very happy with it long term and you're maybe just doing it for the money, right? Totally. I, I followed the money circle for a long time. And even tried to fit in the things that I was good at in that circle. But then I just wasn't doing something I loved. And so I was like empty even when it was successful. So smart. All right. Well, thank you, Rob, for your time today. Tell everybody how they can get in in touch with you. I mean, aside from the fact that we're going to go ahead and link all the social media handles and your website and all that other good stuff. But if somebody wants to get a hold of you because they want more information on how they could write a book and and really leverage your uh, staff and and crew of, of exceptional people, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, thank you. And thanks for having me on. I 
uh, fun interview. Yeah. And great <laughs> questions. So I love that. Awesome. Best place, our website is, is bestsellerpublishing.org or .com. We're here 9 to 5 Pacific as well. If anybody ever wants to call us, it's 626-765-9750. And they can always schedule an appointment with one of our project managers. And the first couple calls, we never talk about I mean, we're happy to answer questions about money and all that, but we don't try to sell anybody. We want to make sure it's the right fit and that it, it's a fit for what we do and for what they do. So we can always strategize with someone if they need that. So any of those ways is is perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, there you have awesome. it. Thank you guys so much for listening. And Rob, thank you so much for your time. And we wish you continued success. Thank you. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more... Connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.